Hey everyone, welcome to the Style That Finds Us podcast. Today we are here with the Dormify co-founders Amanda and Karen Zuckerman, the mother-daughter duo, and they started the company. The idea came from when they were shopping for Amanda's freshman college dorm, and it was hard to find all the really cute things in one place. Dormify is the ultimate go-to for decorating small spaces. Mom is in Alabama, and we have dialed her in. Say hello. Uh-oh, baby. Okay. Thank you so much for being here today. Thanks Thank for you. having us. <laughs> We're so excited. So tell us more about how this concept came about, and how did you go from concept to company? Sure. So the idea, like you said, came from a very, very frustrating shopping experience. And since we're the same age, you are in it with me. Yes. I don't know where you went when you shopped for your dorm room, but I had 24 hours here in New York to do it with my mom because I was actually a camp counselor. Okay. So I was very invested in my dorm room and I was really excited to decorate it, but I had no time before school to do it. And the tools just really weren't available at that time to help me along the way. So we went to many different stores. And at the end of that long day of shopping, all I walked away with was a pillowcase. (laughs) One pillowcase. (laughs) But a nice pillowcase. It's the only thing I liked. I found that there wasn't any twin XL sized bedding that was stylish and designed for college students. And that's why I walked away with only one pillowcase that was a really cool graphic pattern. And I was like, mom, we're designing the entire room off of this pillowcase. And she's like, well, what do we do all day? Like, (laughs) we only bought a pillowcase. So anyway, we ended up, we'll send you pictures, but we ended up putting together a really cute room, but we knew that other students and their parents weren't going to be able to do that on their own. So not only was this bedding in this size that was unknown to us at the time not available, but there wasn't one place that had everything you need, like you said. And then since I am the oldest in my family and you're an only child, we both didn't have older sisters that were telling us all the things that you need and like all of the tips that any incoming freshman would want to hear to make them feel a little bit more at ease when they were entering this very pivotal life moment. So those three things are really what inspired us to take this um, shopping experience that was frustrating to a real idea to create a brand that encapsulated all of these things. And um, my mom comes from a background of building brands and she started her own advertising agency before um, I was even born. So she was working on that um, for her entire career. So when we had this idea for Dormify, I said, mom, we have to design our own line. And she was like, okay, let's do it. Which most moms wouldn't necessarily do. I mean, maybe some times now like they would, but um, that's how how we got started. Um, One other thing to mention that's important is we didn't just jump right into creating product and building a store. We actually created um, a community and a blog that talked about dorm decor and college life. So we had friends of mine at different universities across the country um, and their friends that they had just met at school write for this blog and they talked about college life and like anything relating to dorm decor because um, this was 2010 that we were talking about that we're talking about and blogging was just getting started and no one was doing it in the college space so that really proved um, out the concept for us to really empower us to continue and figure out how we were going to make product to sell tell me more about how did you figure out how to create product 
So um, it was really important as a college student to really use the tools as, at my fingertips, which is other college students around me, to learn about what people wanted in their dorms, how they wanted to be marketed to, what they wanted to um, really see on a dorm decor website. So that's where my role came in as the actual audience of this brand. So from my perspective, as Amanda said earlier, um, I started a creative agency about 31 years ago. And so when the idea of Dormify came up, we really incubated the brand within the agency. So my team took on the role of creating the brand, creating the voice, creating like, you know, all of the assets and things that you see, including some of the pat our early patterns for the product design. And some of the people that worked for me at that time actually then joined the Dormify team when Amanda graduated from college. Okay. So, so that became like our founding team. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. So did you kind of incubate it for the four years you were in college? Exactly. Okay. And that's at the point where we started making relationships with vendors so that we could figure out how to make these products overseas. And that's kind of one of the biggest challenges that we had to overcome just because, yes, we could build a great brand. We knew exactly how to position it. We knew exactly what to create, but we didn't know how to do that. Um, right here in New York, there is a whole textile district. So we essentially went to one of those buildings and knocked on doors until someone would um, talk make to the us product. Yeah. and then make the product. So at the time we didn't have a website and we didn't have a business card even that showed us to be legitimate. And we said, we have this idea um, and we really needed to convince someone with our passion and our drive to help hold our hand and create this product with us. Um, we did find that person and we only worked with them for one year, but we needed to get our foot in the door in order to then go out and make new relationships, um, whether it was to buy products from another brand or to work with a manufacturer to design our own bedding. And what's happened over the years is we've made various relationships with different vendors in the bedding category, in the storage category, lighting, um, all different types of decor. and while we were still very small, we were buying products off of their product lines and then selling it on our website. Um, but as we grew, we turned those relationships into one in which we were designing the product and they were just creating it for us. Producing it. Yeah. Right. So right now in 2019, um, about 80% of the product on our site, all of our best-selling core categories, they're all products that are under the Dormify brand. Oh, So we're not are. buying from other other product lines we're actually um, totally creating the product from the vision and the inspiration behind it to the actual execution okay yeah. and when did because I in the past y'all did have other branded products right we did and yeah. we still do now okay. like in 2013 when I graduated college I would say that all of our bedding like sheets, comforters, duvet covers, all of that um, was under our brand. So we did start there because that's the exact need that we were solving for in the market. Yeah. But then in order to be a one-stop shop with three, four people, we, we couldn't produce that product. And we bought sure. pillows and we bought lamps and we bought blankets. But it was only a matter of, I would say, a year or two that um, it took for us to then create our own lines in those categories. But now anything that... Um, 
people in the world know and love about Dormify, it's the Dormify brand, and that's why we've been able to sustain this brand and continue to grow. Mm-hmm. And to find that factory, did that require y'all traveling? We did not travel. Okay. We will in the future. Okay. The reason for that is because we are trying to do a lot as a very small brand, right? So, like, we are doing all of our product design and development, all of our marketing, our website, our operations. Like, there's a lot that's going on. So, in order to um, do everything that we want to do as a company, we have to enlist help with our different partners. And these relationships that we've formed with our partners have been important for that reason. And they're essentially um, coordinating with their trusted and um, their trusted factories that they work with for other clients. Yeah. So there's no risk for us. If we had gone over to China and said we need to go find a factory, like right. you can only imagine what that looks like. <laughs> yeah. Someday, but not now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so tell me about creating this product. So how what is the timeline? How far are y'all working in advance? What does the mood boarding look like? Yeah, I mean you're seeing some of it right now, which is pretty fun. Um so the process really is pretty long. Um we launch a new line of product every single year around the beginning of May. So as soon as um, incoming college freshmen make their commitment to their school, that's when our entire line for our Dormify collection launches. Um, The timeline backing into that really looks a year ahead. So for thinking about um, the current year, we started designing and ideating and mood ba- mood boarding for the 2020 line when the 2019 line launched. So what we've learned over the years is just start early. Um, we essentially mood board by establishing personas and different girls that we um, think embody the vibes that we want to create. So I think we had seven or eight different vibes or girls associated with those vibes um, to then show all of the vendors that we're working with and the manufacturing partners. Um, And the reason for that is we have to establish the look and feel of the many different types of customers that we're going to be um, marketing to and reaching. So now we're not only a one-dimensional brand, we're really creating product and designing vibes and styles for many different types of girls. Mm -hmm. Um, And from there, we then show our trends for 2020 to all of our partners. Um, We take a look at some of their new capabilities, fabrications, and techniques that are new to the manufacturing partner. Um, And then it's really a collaborative process between our team, our partners, and then our audience that informs how we're going to move forward with the final assortment. Throughout the entire process, we're talking to our customers and our following via our social and our Instagram. Um, Our interns are a huge part of our product development process. Our brand ambassador program is a huge part of our um, development process. So it's extremely, extremely important that we're listening to feedback and commentary from the customers that are buying this product as we develop what they're going to look like and what the problems that some of like our storage products are going to be solving for. Um, That's what really differentiates us from some of the other players in the space because they're buying off of product lines from different vendors, but they're not listening to what the customer wants and creating based off of that. 
and then there's a whole sampling process and we get like little tiny swatches of different fabrics that we have to approve what an entire assortment of bedding looks like off of a little piece of paper oh, right. um, and then we look at colors and we assort we uh, build a color palette for the year and for the collection um, we get our samples, we plan a two week long photo shoot that we do in a real dorm building where we're able to photograph our products in real dorm spaces so that our customers aren't scrolling through our Instagram saying, that's so fake, my dorm room doesn't look like that. Like, why, like how am I supposed to imagine what these products look like in my space because that's not real. So for that reason, we, we pack up a big U-Haul of stuff and we go to a dorm building and we just shoot as many images as we possibly can. Oh my possibly. God, did that happen before? We've done it every year. No, no, like did someone, they were angry with you that oh. you said I... No, but what we, what we saw, like we just can pick up on trends. So when we shot in a studio yeah. many years ago, um, we would post photos that customers tag us in, UGC, and then we would post our photos from our photo shoot, and the ones that are real, customer-generated photos always perform better and people engage with most. Oh, sure, of course. So that's why we said, why are we going to spend money shooting yeah. in a studio when we can just get the content that our audience wants? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then with inventory, and how do you figure out how project how much to order into and how many styles do you come out with each year it's a art and a science yeah. um which is just a really interesting process because we have a lot more data to work off of now um based off of bestsellers and trends that we see but because we have a new audience coming in every single year and back to school season um, we're able to use the learnings from the year prior in order to inform what we're doing. So yeah. for new categories, obviously we're making guesses and for new styles, but when it comes to things that we are refreshing or we know that are going to be top sellers, um, it's fairly straightforward. Um, but it all kind of aligns with what our goals for the year are and what we're trying to accomplish. But we have a data scientist in our team that very much helps with that. So, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, I'm sure. It's a lot. <laughs> well, one thing that because all of us are doing this, I was very curious about how it is for you two working together as mother and daughter, and specifically right now, um, working long distance. <laughs> it's, so, it's like really kind yeah. of funny how relevant it is. I mean, and I'm going to ask the same question back to you. Sure. <laughs> but it's, I mean, at the beginning, it was, like, super important that we had the perspective of a student and a parent in order to get the brand right and to, like, get this started. And obviously, my mom talked a lot about how, um, like, this brand wouldn't be in existence if her background and her team didn't help us get there. But there's no one that you can trust more in a business partner than family. So I think that, like is such a special relationship and it's been really fun to learn from her along the way and also like see how we can continue to evolve our business and our personal relationship. Obviously it's hard to draw the line between the two and um, sometimes I make sure that we draw the line because sometimes I say, can you just like be a mom for once? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I know she does all, say that. I know it's all for good reason, but sometimes like some of our best ideas come out of a time where we're not trying to be working and like it's just great to have a partner. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's been great first of all to 
watch Amanda grow the business and grow herself. Um, obviously, for me, it's I'm, I'm in DC, she's in New York, and I'm really busy running my company and helping as much as I can, but watching her kind of take the reins and be able to fully control the business is amazing. But then I'm there to be able to say, well, have you thought of this? Can you do this? Um, and I think we do have a really good, healthy relationship. Um, I do, because I'm doing two things at once, sometimes there's not a lot of room for the middle, you know, the, the personal, um, which is hard, but we're like, you know, we're go, go, go. And we have to do what we can. So we're about to go on vacation over the holidays. And I'm sure we're going to do a lot of relaxing, but I'm sure there's going to be business talk while we're there. And, and I'm, I'm sure my boyfriend is going to be like, why am I sitting here? <laughs> <laughs> but I bet we're going to come up with some really good ideas. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think like one important thing in like the business sense is, um, Sometimes I can be like very much in the weeds. So mm -hmm. the complimentary aspect of my mom, like thinking big picture to help balance that brings me back to earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also another thing that comes with experience is knowing that it's all going to be okay. Right. right. Like we, I've been through, you know, all kinds of business situations and learned from them. And when you're young and you're running a really great business, you don't have the experience of, you know, different things that have happened. Obviously, different things are happening within Dormify as, you know, time goes on and she's learning from that. But I can be, you know, a voice of reason, I guess, to say, it's all going to be okay. Just do this or do this and it'll be fine. Or don't worry about this. Worry about this. And we've, we've gotten... We've gotten good at that. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys manage it? Oh my God. Well, we're just like talking all day, every day. And the only problem is the technology. I don't know yeah. how good, maybe you're more technical than BB, but um, she didn't grow up with computers or anything yeah. like this. She didn't work in a corporate job learning Excel. Or <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot of new things happening. But but other than that, I mean, exactly as you were saying before, it's so different because I did work in corporate yeah. first for four yeah. years. So yeah. it's very different having that experience and then working with your mom, who is your biggest fan. And right. obviously you trust them. It's It would never be a co-founder situation where, like, somebody's doing something weird. You know, whatever. That's Thankfully, you don't have to worry about that. You can worry about all the other things. So, so that is good. Yeah. <laughs> and then so how do you determine, like, how much to to concentrate on each company? Well, I mean, I have my main focus has to be um, my creative agency. Okay. It's called HZ. Um, we actually were acquired um, a year and a half ago. Oh, amazing. So I am very, very focused on growing that business. Okay. But what I like to think about, I'm an empty nester now, yeah. so I don't have any kids at home. Um, so I work, you know, oh, yeah. two eight-hour days. Sure. So... I have the ability to be able to work right. full time on, you know, my, the agency, yeah. and I have the ability to work another, let's say, forty or fifty percent on Dormify yeah. in a day because that's what I do. Yeah. So you know, it works out, but um, I try to be 
um, I'm, I'm the chairman of the board for Dormify okay. now, so I'm not involved in the day-to-day. So I don't have to worry about splitting my time. I'm there as an advisor and to be able to guide. And I'm, you know, I get in it, you know, because I love it, not because I have to. Yeah. And it, did you found the company with your husband? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So how has that been working with him? Yeah. So I've been working with my husband for about, I think it's about 27 years. I started the company, and when things were, started to go well, he always did the books at night. Okay. So it, it was, he was always involved. Okay. But he came in eventually, um, like probably about five years in, and we've grown the company together uh, since then. And it's been really interesting and great. You know, people always say, how do you work with your husband? And we just grew up being partners, and it worked out. And for actually one of the reasons that you know, Amanda and I, I think, can get along well in business is because she grew up in a family business. She grew up, like, being in the agency, like, as a child while we worked. You know, the, they were there in the agency with us, like, on the weekends and at nights. If we needed to be there, they were with us. Sure. Um, so there's no, we never had boundaries in Oh, kind yeah. of like all I knew. Oh, <laughs> she sure. she yeah. didn't know anything else. Right. So, yeah, so it's been great. And it was natural to start something with Amanda. And it, you know, it was organic. So it wasn't like we sat there and said, we need to do something. Oh, sure. It, it was an, it organic, organically came to be. Bibi, were you saying something? Well, I was just going to say the, the, the great thing about Dormify is that the daughter is going through a lot, but the mother is as well. And so she is, I know as a mother, what it felt like to try and get the dorm set up. Sometimes the mother cares a lot more than the kid. <laughs> right. And running all over town. It just, oh, the whole thing. So I've told a lot of people about your brand. I'm just so excited um, to yeah. be able to talk. We want to come down to Alabama and like meet some high schoolers. Oh, sure. Come on. Absolutely. Yeah, we would love to. And actually, you're making a really good point. When we started the company, we said it is about the moms and the daughters and the very um, special milestone that's happening and the last moment that the the child is kind of living under your roof. And it's, it is like it's a special moment, it's, but also the mom has to kind of let go a little bit. Yeah. Like it has to be the child's taste Right. We can comment, but we can't really like push anything because right. this is their moment right. to create something special so for you themselves. Have to be the ones to spend the money. So <laughs> right, right. So there will be some compromise. <laughs> if you right. want that, you have to get the one I like. <laughs> yeah, I feel like some of the interactions that happen in our pop-up shops that we open is the mom and the daughter come in. There's some disagreement on the style choices. They go back and forth, but. At one point, the, the, the kid might get a little bit sassy, the mom gets a little bit sassy, and then they pick something, and then the mom is crying because she's so sad that their daughter is going off to college, and then they leave so happy, and it's just an emotional roller wow. coaster. <laughs> it's a lot exactly. in a yeah. couple hours. I know. And then there's a roommate and their oh, yeah. mom, and oh, there's yeah. a whole other dimension. And yeah. also just wanted to add, since you mentioned the moms, um, we also appeal to the moms of boys. Oh. So we talk a lot here. We're talking a lot about, you know, the daughters and the girls. And um, 
but we have a growing business for guys. Yeah. And that business is really focused on the moms wanting their boys to be comfortable. And so we've built uh, a collection for guys that it is um, all about comfort. You know, it's blues and grays um, and some black. And they're, you know, the, the moms just want to do the same thing. If you have a boy going off to college, you feel the same way. Oh, sure. You want their room to be nice, even though they don't care. Yeah. So my son was the first one to have the real dormify for guys um, bedding and everything in his room, and he goes to Tulane. And we dormified that room, and it looked amazing, but it didn't look overdone. Yeah. yeah. So that's a goal, and I think moms should be, like, excited to come to dormify for their Right. We just make it really easy, which yeah. is great. Exactly. There's enough stress that, that surrounds all of that. Right. Everybody in my family went to Tulane or Newcomb. Um, oh, really? Besides, yeah. Go Green Wave. Go Green Wave. My brother plays on the football team there. Wow. <laughs> oh, awesome. Yeah. We had a boat named the Green Wave. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Take a picture. Yeah. That is funny. Oh, my gosh. That's too funny. <laughs> Okay, so tell us about fundraising. Okay. How did that come about? How did you go about that with a co-founder, mother-daughter, female? Tell me everything. <laughs> okay. Do you want to start? So I'll start out by saying... The um, Talk the, about the yeah, beginning. The very beginning, the um, we started thinking about fundraising in about 2012. Um, and we raised a friends and family round. So that was when we really had the idea. And we actually had a website up and we were selling product, and we knew what it could become. So our first two rounds came from friends and family and extended friends and family. Um, and then from there, we moved to our second round, which was didn't happen until like 2000. Five years later. Yeah, five, five years later. Mm -hmm. um, because we were able to get by uh, for the first round of financing plus the fact that we were incubated in the agency and the agency could help. So a couple years ago, we started fundraising for our next round and we ended up with a round that was led by American Eagle. Oh yeah. And they are a great partner and we have had, you know, real, you know, a really good relationship and collaboration with them. But that relationship started as a wholesale relationship with Aerie first. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then we moved into a wholesale relationship with American Eagle. And then they came in and um, led our round. And like I said, they've been a great partner. And now oh, gosh. we're moving on to our next round of <gasps> fundraising, which we hope to close in first quarter next year. Okay. And this would be our first institutional round. So we're looking to raise a much bigger round. Um, we're looking to grow the company substantially. Yeah. Um, and we're having an opportunity to speak with a lot of people in venture capital, private equity, family offices. Um, what else can you say about it, Amanda? I think like maybe relevant to the audience, um, something that really worked well in the beginning for that friends and family round was um, going to individuals that recognized the need for Dormify and had gone through it themselves. So 
those friends and family that had a college-aged kid or had a kid that was going to be in college soon, it's just way easier to connect with someone and um, have them buy into what you're asking for if they experience the need firsthand rather than going to someone who you need to convince that this is like a necessary thing. So we've even had customers who have shopped with us that then go home and say to their mom or dad, like, look what I just bought, or I went to this pop-up that was really cool, and then we've gotten contacted by some of these parents that may be interested in um, getting involved in our fundraise because they're in that that industry. Mm-hmm. So we've just really seen success from connecting with the right people um, and going about it a little bit more thoughtfully. So how has it been with VC and PE, and how is, have you started that? Or We yes. have started okay. it. We've learned a lot along the way from um, just the process that we should be running, how we should be allocating our time, mm-hmm. and really being efficient. Um, I mean, we've talked to a ton of different people, and it's really great connections to make, but it really kind of all ties back to this lesson of, embracing your network and building your network in order to have the right resources to make the right connections. Mm -hmm. So something that I've been really focused on over the last few years is making sure that I go to any event or programming or anything where I could potentially meet a interesting, worthwhile person. So like (laughs) say yes to anything because I, and whether that turns into an email five, day, uh, five days later or five years later, yeah. you never know how that connection is going to lead to a potential intro that could make or break something. So um, I've seen the most success coming from just like casually catching up with a fellow founder that I might have crossed paths with or another venture capital um, investor or anything that even if it doesn't seem relevant, they're going to know someone. And New York is a small town. Oh my god, so small! I get smaller every day. New York City is a small town. No, it it literally is. Yeah. So I've just like really seen a lot of success in asking for help and asking the right questions, but also making sure that you're, um, even when you're not in the fundraising process, catching people up on your progress because you want to keep people posted and keep your company top of mind. And so is this Series A? It's a Series A1, technically, because our American Eagle round was a Series A, but it's on the smaller side. Yeah. So we're it's a growth stage round. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. It, it's a lot of work. It's a, it's a whole other job in itself, but you kind of have to plan and fund, start fundraising at the right time and give yourself the time needed to do it. Yeah. Okay, tell me about the pop-ups, because I know they were super successful. Yeah, How did you so go the about pop-ups that? are really cool. Um, the story that led us to creating and opening these pop-ups is actually pretty interesting. So um, in the earlier days of Dormify, when we didn't have like really any money to spend on marketing, we would um, set up shopping parties in people's homes and do a trunk show at anyone who's interested in hosting a trunk show's home. Um, So we would pack up an SUV. We would travel around the New York tri-state area. Sometimes we'd fly to Florida or we'd go to Maryland or we'd go to Connecticut or whatever it was. Um, And we had like a point person who the student and the mom would invite like 30 friends over. We would set up an entire showroom essentially in someone's living room or basement. And we'd have time slots at each 
high school senior could work with a stylist to design their room. Stylist being me and one of the other girls who started the business with us. So that's how we spent our summers. And we just really quickly saw the um, really great experience that people had by working with a human and getting walked through the steps on how to build their dorm room. So we took that model and we said, this isn't scalable. We can't travel to all these places and reach the number of people that we need to reach. So we then set up two beds in our that back area that we were talking about where we were all sitting to do work. And we had two beds there and we invited customers to come in and shop and they would make an appointment and whoever was free in that minute would just help them. And there we saw that people were spending more money and they were really enjoying the experience and they got to play with the products and um, see how all of the different pieces that they were interested in came to life together. So from there we said, how do we scale this? Let's open pop-up shops. We did three our first year, which is in 2018 in New York, in Chicago, and in the Maryland area because we're from there and we have a pretty loyal following there. Um, and then in 2019, we opened in New York, Chicago, King of Prussia Mall outside of Philly and on Newberry Street in Boston. So we hire college students that are stylists in store. It's the same exact thing that we did in people's homes, but in a real life store with real life employees. Um, and they are all there and they're able to give that big sister's sort of guidance and design help in a real consultation sort of manner. And the customers get to play with the product and see what their final look is going to look like in their future dorm room. Um, you order everything in store and then we ship it to you. You don't have to walk out with it and lug a big comforter with you. Um, and you really get to interact with the brand in a more personal way. So it's super fun and we design the stores very pink and fun and bright and it looks awesome. So for 2020, we are planning to open more of those stores. We want to come down south, so we're looking at places like Dallas and Atlanta and um, Maybe Alabama. Yeah, maybe yeah. Alabama. Um, maybe on the west coast in LA. I'm not sure yet. We're looking at a ton of different locations and trying to find the best ones, but we are super excited to just bring this concept to more places. Yeah, I think it's great. I'll tell you this. There are like where in Birmingham, um, two different women have started companies about, um, you know, decorating dorm rooms and they've both been very successful, but they are, it is super expensive and it, it doesn't, it's, um, they do not offer the things, the amount of things that you offer. And so I think that I know there's a market here for it. And, um, you know, that's something to think about. We're in. Tell yeah. us where to go. <laughs> okay. So how has y'all's mother-daughter relationship changed, do you think, since you've started working together versus just being mom and daughter? It's been such a long time, honestly. Like, if you think about this. I don't remember this, before. I, like, I don't remember before. Uh, truly. We don't remember before. And I interned at her office in high school. Like, yeah. <laughs> if, if you think about, like, when you graduated high school, how long ago that was. Oh, yeah. And, the, and she was my first child going off to college. So it was a lifetime ago for me. So I don't <laughs> even remember, like, because if you think about it, like, when she was in college, we talked all the time. I was updating her on the different things that we're doing. She was, you know, we we're talking through what we should and shouldn't do. 
So I was writing blog posts for the blog. Yeah, that's amazing. You were doing that while you were in college. So I actually just don't know the difference between how the relationship changed because of Dormify and also just growing up. Yeah, I think, like, I'm just trying to think back and, like, I think it's very parallel to what changes go on to while you're growing up because I'm thinking back to while I was in college, like, in my major, I was a graphic design major because I wanted to be just like my mom, Aww. who was also a graphic designer. <laughs> and... I would like complain to her about the projects that they would make me do and she would just be like, screw them, do this instead. And like that was almost like a working relationship because I was doing work that she totally gets and she was trying to help me and it's like the same sort of dynamic and I was trying to balance between like my business major and my art school major and it was all like very real life and then Dormify was happening alongside of that. So... The the, yeah. the turning point that I remember was when she was a senior and we had just completely dormified her apartment. Mm -hmm. So it was, and it looked amazing. And then there she was, like literally like a five by seven picture in the New York Times. And I'm like, okay, okay. I, I have never been in the New York Times. <laughs> like things are changing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just even thinking, like, in the future, our relationship and our dynamic and how we work together, it's going to be the same. Like, the way that we approach Dormify, I'm sure, is going to be an exact replica of how we, like, plan my wedding. Like, it's all the same yeah. stuff, sure. right? Yes. Sure. Yes. But we've learned over all of these different – we've learned over all these different milestones, like, how to work best together, and I know, like – how she operates and she knows how I operate and I know when I need to bug her and when I need to annoy her to get things done and things like that. So Me too, by the way. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. How did you balance being a college student and also starting this company? Um, we, so I very much, this is what I preach when I talk to like younger girls. I thought it was very important to do college and not miss out on what that very right. special time in your life is because you don't ever get it back again. And I wanted right. to like live that out. I never even considered like not finishing college. That wasn't a question. Um, so we approached how to balance that and how we could like do dormify and also do school with that in mind, I would say. And we went slow at the beginning. We raised money after we had that proof of concept and after we created our first product assortment um, when we really were able to start going. So fortunately, we started this business at a time when you weren't pressured as much to like go, go, go. And like the urgency wasn't there. Instagram wasn't even a thing. Like yeah. you couldn't just make a handle overnight and say, Hey, I have a business. You couldn't just build a Shopify site. So we had that luxury of being in a time where the expectation was different mm -hmm. and you just weren't held at a, a level of what you would be held to now. So we moved a little bit slower that allowed me to like live a yeah. real college life. And then we had kind of the luxury yeah. of the resources at the agency to make that happen, which I understand is like a very unique situation, but I think it's super important to do all the things that you do in college, not for like the hard information that you learn, but like doing group projects in the business school is something that was a skill set that I brought on with me and the ability to present to a group and work with others and like all of those interpersonal skills 
you don't learn that until you're either putting it into action in a job or in school in an environment that makes sense. But um, these days also, there's a lot of opportunities at universities to leverage um, the entrepreneurship centers there and different professors. And there's definitely opportunities to um, pitch your ideas and win funding as a result of that. So the universities are definitely fostering an environment that allows people to do that at school. Amazing. And y'all have talked about the future that y'all want to grow it really big. So tell us what is the future of Dormify? Well, the future of Dormify is in the hands of everyone listening. (laughs) And um, what we really aspire to build is a brand that every single college freshman or incoming college freshman thinks of when they receive their very first acceptance letter. So as soon as you get that um, point of approval that you are going to be going to college somewhere, then you're able to start thinking about what your space is going to look like and Dormify should be the first place that you go. Um, That means reaching new audiences in different parts of the country and just expanding um, our reach. So We're excited to do that. We're excited to continue to build upon the really amazing shopping tools that we've created on our site. We have this bed visualizer that we built that's really fun. You essentially get to have the same experience that someone does in a pop-up shop where you can look at all of our different comforters and pillows and blankets and build your own bed that is perfect for you and play around with it and then add it straight to your cart. Um, So more things like that. And then, of course, building upon our pop-up strategy, growing our team, and um, really actually building upon our social mission, too, which um, I think is important to talk about. We really feel passionately about supporting scholarship students. So the, um, the students that really work hard to get into a school and um, show up with not the same level of essentials and decor that the other classmates do is something that we want to change. So um, we've worked with a few different foundations around the country to be able to offer um, a donation of bedding and essentials for these students, and we hope to grow that with the growth of the business. That is fabulous. That is amazing. Wonderful. Yeah, at, at some day we want it to be kind of a buy one, give one okay. concept. Um, and we haven't figured out exactly how to do that, but I think this past year we gave away um, to about 500 students. Um, so we're working hard to make it part of the business, and it's really important to us. So as we grow, we will be able to create the buy one, give one um, in some way, hopefully in the next two to three years. That is a perfect match. Yeah. And then, so with fundraising, how did you decide what percentage of the company to give up? (laughs) Well, I I think that really, you have to make a decision if you want to grow a business, right? So you can build a lifestyle business and grow it very slowly, or you can build a business and a brand that is something that you want to scale big. So you have to make a decision, how much money does it take to scale to the level that you want to scale? And then once you make that decision, you know that you're going to give up the percentage you need to give up Mm -hmm. to make that happen. So in the end, like there's a balance. Um, I like to think about it as if you have a business of a certain size and you have a certain ownership of it, 
and that you 10x the size of that business, you can grow your ownership, the value of your ownership, by taking on money, right? Um, a lot of times people do have to give away more of their business than they like to. Um, we hope to be able to scale the company to a size that we are still, um, uh, you know, a majority owner um, of the company. So That's amazing. whatever it takes is honestly what we want to do because we want we want to be able to bring Dormify to to everyone, as Amanda said. Yeah, and and we don't want to be in a position where like that's a limiting factor. Of so course. it is a balance. Yeah. And is this going to be international expansion, or are we focused on U.S. for now? We're focused on U.S. for now. Um, we definitely get interest from international students in Canada. Like, Canada would be the first next um, logical step, but we have international checkout on our site right now that international students can um, purchase from us. It's just a little bit more expensive with the shipping. Mm. But our first step would actually be for international students coming to the U.S. for school and catering to them. Yeah. 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 There's a big population of students coming here. Sure. And of course they want all of their stuff shipped straight to school. And they just don't know where to go. Like a lot of, especially from Asia, a lot of people just get on a plane and come and we have the opportunity to just make it super simple for mm -hmm. them. And how did y'all build your team? <laughs> so a combination of things. Um, we, like we said, had our founding team comprised of the two of us and um, two members of my mom's agency that just started from the very beginning. Um, and when we thought about growing the team, we had to really prioritize what our needs were. Um, at the beginning, there was a lot of need for just bodies. Like we needed people who could do a lot of things. Um, and those are like the jacks of all trade that any startup needs to get going. But you hit a certain inflection point when you have to start bringing in specialists that can really bring their experience in a certain line of work that you um, that they're in to be able to grow certain aspects of the company. So mm -hmm. we've, we're kind of at that point now where we bringing, we're bringing in more senior level people to run um, like our warehouse and logistics and um, our marketing team and things like that. So mm -hmm. I have one interesting stat and I think I'm right, but uh, we have, three interns that worked for us in the summer who are Great. now full-time employees. Amazing. Um, and so part of that is, I'm looking at one of them right now. <laughs> um, part of what's great about that is we want people at Dormify who are really passionate about Dormify. So those um, students that came to work for us as interns when they were in college are, you know, some of them work for us for several years. And that's what makes a really great um, addition to our team because they've already kind of learned the business, they love the business, they love the product, they love what we're doing, they know how to speak to our customers. And um, it's been really great and they're in all different aspects. So one's a designer, um, one's in social media, and one is in retail side. And you forgot one. There's a fourth oh, I, who started as an intern when we were like three people. And then she went off and did another job. And then she came back and she started in customer service when we were still very small. And she now is running, um, she's an operations manager. So she's really like. Oh, yeah, I left her out. Yeah, <laughs> oh Andrea. She's been here so long that I forgot. She was actually in the last meeting. I was in referred to as the secret weapon of Dormify. So. Oh. 
you see how that goes. Yeah, that's fabulous. (laughs) Any entrepreneurial tips for the audience? Well, okay. You're the queen. You're a devil. I am. (laughs) I would have to say a lot of people don't understand how much work it takes, and it's really important to, like, do that. Like, you can't expect to grow a business and not work really, really hard. And I know a lot of people now talk about, like, life work balance and all of that and that's really important but you have to find that space within like uh, you know other time like maybe instead of sleep like it really takes time and you have to have passion like to do this um an energy of course and you have to believe in everything that you do you have to have like a positive attitude and you have to go i always say like i wake up in the morning you know every day and i'm like let's go because every day has to be let's go and amanda's laughing because i tell her that you can't like yeah, wake and up i'm and only like, 28 and i'm like how am i gonna keep going though <laughs> right i mean you can because you just have to have the attitude to do that and i mean that's i think part of like the longevity longevity of it too and i can't speak about this personally but just like short term and you probably feel it long term with all of the things that you said, you have to also like recognize and be like okay with the fact that you're not going to get instant gratification or even short-term gratification. You're in it for the long run, and you have to be okay with like the waiting to get that that feeling. And it's hard because you're the one that needs to encourage everyone around you with the small wins and the short-term gratification. But like you get to win in the long run and obviously you have to wait for that so I was going to actually add one more thing that you kind of touched on Um, you have to surround yourself with great people so you have to surround yourself with great people who you trust and then you have to let go of some things so a great entrepreneur is one that works really hard to create something and then allows other people to help it grow because if you try to expect to do everything yourself, you, you can't. It's like physically impossible and you can't get to the next step. And I remember like the moments of, of having to let go. And even though someone might not do it as well the first time, they will on the second time. And then you have like, like an octopus rather than, you know, just two hands. So that's a very important. I love that. BB, what are you saying? Now, I agree with all of that. Okay, tell us more about your agency. And you're referring to it as HZ, and I thought it was HZDG. What happened to the other two letters? So it's really, is, I've never heard anyone ask that, and that is so funny. It's really funny. So, okay, so HZDG, just so you know where it came from. So my maiden name is Hershorn. So it was Hershorn Zuckerman Design Group. Okay. Okay. So I started the agency and I was 24 when I started it. It was just me. And I grew over time to get to about 175 people. And all along the way, as I got bigger clients, I remember I had like Hilton and Volkswagen and all these big clients. And they would say to me, HZDG, that's so hard to say. You need to change your name. And we would laugh about it. We're like, oh my God, like, we're not going to change our name, like our URL and all of that. It's not possible. But 
we're referring to ourselves as HZ, so then we started answering the phone HZ. But it all changed when we were acquired a year and a half ago. And they said, we want to change your name to HZ. So basically, we went from that long Hirshhorn Zuckerman to HZDG, which then didn't really have a meaning because we're a fully integrated creative agency. Right. So that design group thing didn't really work anymore. Mm -hmm. So the letters didn't really mean anything. And I had such a big team that we weren't referring to, especially my maiden name, but even me, like I was leading it, but there were so many more people involved. So then when we got acquired, they said, we're changing your name to HZ. And it is, for me, it's a little harder to say. Like it seems so short, but um, yeah, so it's great. And we've, we've um, been loving being a part of a, a bigger network. We were acquired by WPP. That's amazing. And so at, how did you launch a company at 24, a creative agency? Yeah, so I, I mean, it's, I had totally organic growth. I started as, you know, freelancing here and there, and then I got an opportunity to um, take on, it was funny, it was like the yellow page ads. I, you guys probably don't even remember I them. I think I saw them. I you you saw maybe them. saw them. Your mom definitely saw them. <laughs> but we had an opportunity to do some yellow page ads, and the guy asked me if I could do it. And I said, yeah, I can do it, but I'm going to need a $30,000 contract. And he, you know, it was a big company, so he said, okay, we can do that. So I called my mom, and I said, I have this opportunity, and I need to buy an Apple computer and a printer and a scanner. And at that time, it was $10,000 oh to buy those God. things. Like, the printer now is free, right? <laughs> Back then, it was, like, probably, like, $3,000. So I borrowed $10,000 from my parents, and um, I got the contract, and I hired someone to do the ads because I didn't want to do them. And... He and the guy sat in my apartment and he made ads and then I went out and started working with other clients. And one by one I just hired people to grow to what the agency is today. And you know, we do everything like from branding to marketing, advertising, content, um, to video and full web design and development. So we're we're really fully integrated. So yeah, so it's been quite a um adventure. Um, and a lot of fun. I love it every single day. Um, I love the, the stress and the energy and the excitement of working with clients and launching products. So, um, yeah, still love it. Amazing. Baby, were you saying something? Well, I was just wondering how it's like with all the social media and everything, has the focus of the company not changed, but... Evolved. Yeah, so um, I, I think, like, the changes started for us like, when web came to be, so when the internet came to be, we were early, early, so probably around 1996, um, we started building our team, and we've evolved with that, so whenever something new came, we would actually add it. So when the internet was a thing, we hired programmers. When, you know, SEO was a thing, we hired, like, a SEO strategists. When social media was a thing, we started a social media team. Um, now, content creation, we actually combine that with all of our other creatives, our writers and our designers, and they're one team that I have told they have to evolve. So if you're a graphic designer and you don't know how to animate, that doesn't work. You need to evolve to be able to animate because you need that for social media. 
So it's been like, in that way, things have changed from you know the addition of social media, but the way that we do our work, sometimes we're working on a brand and we'll do everything from the initial naming to the logo to the positioning, like, like Dormify, and then the ex execution of every touch point before you might be making stationary and ads, but now you're showing what do all the social media assets look like? What do the banner ads look like? What do retargeting ads look like? What does Facebook, you know, your Facebook page look like and things like that. So it's evolved in that way, but it's still the same kind of thinking. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, this was fascinating. Thank you all so much. Thank you. We're excited to tell our audience your story and to find lots of different ways we can work together and help to support you. So we'll give you guys a discount code to share with your oh, audience. Oh, good. So for everyone listening and for your friends and family, you can use the code STYLE20, and that'll get you 20% off of your order at Dormify. Great gifts for the holidays. Um, Perfect for redecorating your bedroom at home, dorm room, an apartment, your guest room, your beach house, whatever it is, you have bedding and everything else that you need. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. If you like what you heard, tell a friend about our show, subscribe to our podcast, and also scroll to the bottom and give a rating and or a review. Those are the best ways for other people to find out about our podcast. See you next time. Bye.